<sighs> so hot and so hot in her. Really? I am getting so hot. I want to take my clothes out. <laughs> Not hot in her though. Hot in her. Sure. So I gotta listen. Apparently, it's just summer is coming early. She, <sighs> we waited. We bitched. We moaned. We complained, especially in the north. It was a lot. Yeah. And now the girl, she's making her grand entrance. Well, she is. She's showing off. Yeah. So that means one thing and one thing only. What's that? It's a bad bitch birthday on Monday. Yeah. And, you know, the baddest of them all will be 35. That's right. I will be 35 on Monday. That's right. <laughs> girl. Well. You know... As I sip my cocktail. Mm-hmm. Mm. What a journey. Well. What an experience. Well. And we're here. Mm-hmm. Oh, is you here? Is you here? Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Okay, well, what you said was some bullshit. Girl, if I'm going to judge anyone, I judge you on that body where the shoulders should match them hips. You but they don't. So. I don't want a deodorant up my ass today. Welcome to a social experiment gone horribly wrong, entitled Who, Who Raised You Hoes? I am your host, Lene, and this week, honorably, my Twitter handle will be 620 Ho. Just 620 Ho. That's the fuck right. Exactly. Get into it. You better. And I am your co-host, Marlon, and this week, Ooh. my Twitter handle is going to be... Lord. Kenny, the Kentucky tractor puller. I am going to Google that one because mm. I am just... That sounds intriguing. You, mm-hmm. thought, you marinated on that, didn't you? I did. It sat in the fridge for like at least a day and a half. It minute. did. It did. It the did. meat slapped. The brine is... It's it's cutting into the meat just so it's ready to cook and serve girls. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Welcome, kids. Walk, hide your kids. Hide your wives. Mm. It's time to do what? Roll on get up, wipe and flush. Hey. Get up, wipe and flush. Ooh, ooh. Get up, wipe and flush. It's time for scroll on. That's girl. right. Grab your wipes, bitch. Grab them. So, uh, speaking of grabbing things, mm-hmm. apparently there's another shortage on the way. Yes, there's another shortage on the way, girls. Um, coming out of the Rona, even though she's still actively going on, we, though the public wants to. Act as if she's not around. Right, 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 right. The Rona, she's still roaning, but unfortunately, she's bringing another shortage. And this time, it's grab your olive oil. That's right. They believe that there's going to be an olive oil shortage coming very soon. This is coming from MarketWatch.com. There's no strategic olive oil reserve to tap into here. A slew of oncoming issues have been... uh, drizzling trouble over the olive oil industry for the better half of the past decade according to experts in the field and things are incredibly dire 
chief among the chief among the problems is a rapid spreading olive oil killing bacteria that coupled with with COVID related production problems and supply issues stemming from ongoing war in Ukraine are wreaking havoc with supplies of the world's healthiest oil. So girls, just like gas, it's, it's about to get rough. I'm telling you, we're like inches. We're already there, but you know, the government gets hit later on when they start to lose money all over again. That we're, we're like, we're going into a recession, kids. Yeah. I don't know any other way to tell you this. We're diving fast, too. It's it's gonna happen. Gas is, what, $6 now? My little brother just told me that gas is $10 a gallon in Chicago. I Listen, I own a vehicle device, and I am so glad that she is parked and has been parked for a while. Because <laughs> I'll be damned. I'm telling you. Everyone's like, where is your car? I'm like, I'm not driving. And I refuse. Not with gas this high. Are you crazy? Mm-mm. I will way. bust and Uber it all day. I don't care. I'm not moving that court. My First of all, before gas went up. Mm-hmm. It would cost me like close to fifty dollars to fill up my tank. That means right now I'm probably gonna spend probably like sixty, sixty-five to fill up my it would fill up my tank. She's part. I, she she's lovely right where she's at. Listen, I I promise you. I, though I yes I've been driving at times, but she's lovely right where she's at. Nobody check on her pedal on the back and tell her it's gonna be all right. We'll see you later. We'll see you later, girl. Because I just I'd be damned. Ain't no way. I I be I be there. It's too much. It's way too much. It's first, mm. it, you know. First it was baby formula. Now it's olive oil. What's they gonna say next? Ketchup? Like what's what's really going on? You never know. I was looking at. I think I was on Twitter and somebody posted this TikTok video of this farmer that was talking about how this woman. Was convinced that everything was just going to be alright. You know, as far as the recession is concerned. And all of this stuff is eventually just going to go away. And she was like, sis, you don't understand. As a farmer, there are things that we need to purchase in order to farm. That y'all don't know nothing about. That cost a whole lot of money right now. Used to be like, I think she said it was like at once $34 a pound for whatever this shit is. Now it's like 800 Like it's some ridiculous amount of money to do that now. She's like, the prices are only going to go up because we can't just... We have to charge y'all to do the shit to get it to you. Right. So... It's it's giving very much... I mean... If, if I need to produce in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to need you to sell a cash app it because I, I, this, I can't get these things back. Like, we went through the chicken wing shortage. Which is still weird to me. Because you're getting all the rest of the pieces of the chicken, but, but the wings? Wing. So... That doesn't, the math ain't mathing right. Somebody ain't doing the math right. Because... Words of Demona. Because... For some, real. Somebody is not doing the math right here. Bitch, for every two titties, two thighs, and two legs, it's two wings. And how... But the wings is the short... So we just not eating the other part of the chicken is what y'all saying? Or are y'all creating chickens that ain't got wings? I mean, there was a documentary that my see, friends told me about. See, about see. And it started, it. It start, but you know what? It's not even on the conspiracy theory type of thing. Like, it just, it does not make sense. How do you run out of wings? Like, 
But we don't. But we have everything else. But but no way. But no wings. Family packs. We got family packs of drums. We got thighs everywhere. It's chicken titties all over the place. You ain't got no wings. The wings are attached to the titties. How you? You see how the math ain't math. It just ain't. I don't know. No, I, I, you know, I wasn't the best at math, but it's just not math and math. It's not that simple math, bitch. It's math and anatomy. Chickens come with two wings. You know, I'm gonna find that documentary okay. and I'm gonna mention it here. All right. I'm gonna ask my friend because I know for a fact there's one. So, but you know what I was watching? What's that? Because you know I'm a documentary head. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I don't know how I feel about the Grace Jones documentary. I watched it a while back. I think I watched it last year sometime. And yeah. It would I don't know I don't know if I would call it like a documentary. It was more so you followed her go back to Jamaica. She explained a few things, but it's just more so I'm used to documentaries kind of being like interview some sort of interview style. Mm-hmm. Or you had some type of confessional. It was just it's just I feel like it probably could have been organized a little bit better. That's my critique. I'm saying this is my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I was just like I don't know. I was like I don't know. It was good. It just I think that we probably expected a lot more out of it and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's it. Because I know for me it was nice to hear her talk about her career and certain stuff about her life, how she got to where she was. But I I don't know. I, I feel like there could have been a little bit more to it. Yeah, it's, it left me wanting more. Yeah. And it, it's rare that I get that with a documentary. Mm-hmm. But speaking of documentaries, it was one that I did watch on Netflix and my stomach just churned watching it. The Keith Sweet documentary. I have no idea what that is. Oh, baby, you don't. It went into the, the... It was a trial from a while back. It took place in the Midwest. The states are escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. But it was like a commune of Pentecostal... Of the Pentecostal church. It was a certain denomination that still heavily practiced polygamy. Mm. And it was like... It was so weird because these old men would want these little girls. Like, we're talking... There would be 14, 15-year-old girls that would be pregnant... And I'm just sitting here like, and the founder of it was this old ass man. And he had, I think the documentary said he had like 50 or 60 wives. I feel like I saw that. It's it's on Netflix. It's called Keep Sweet. And it's just, it, it made my stomach turn. And then the thing was how they were doing it because they had more of, they prioritized the girls more than they did the little boys. So the little boys felt more so to the wayside. Because what ends up happening is they would send them to work. They, they would send them in to do work. But the people that would hire them would be major corporations. And the major corporations that would help them come in and do the construction, one of them was Amazon. I kid you not. Oh, girl. It was, like, it was a lot. To, it was It's a lot to process. Like, the... One of my guilty pleasures is the religion documentaries because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, how it fascinates me how religion can kind of brainwash people a little bit. Kind of? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, it is heavy. Just putting it lightly. Very. <laughs> because I was watching, I'm like, how do you, 
they're all wearing these prairie dresses. They have to have the hair a certain way. And then it was like, and they got to the, port, the part of the documentary where they spoke about the sexual assault and the rape that okay. took place because these girls didn't want to marry these old ass men. They would be forced, not only would they be forced to marry old ass men, they'll be forced to marry like first and second cousins. Gross. Right? I'm like, okay. Gross. I. I promise you, Mm-mm. it's just my, my document. Like in my spare time, it's what I do. I love me a good old documentary. Listen, that's <clears> a lot. It that's is a lot, lot to process. Mm-hmm. But let's get back on track. So Justin Bieber made headlines recently, and I don't believe it's for what everyone would believe it is. He revealed that he is battling a rare me- medical condition. This medical condition has left his face half paralyzed temporarily. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know what that is. I can't call it right now. So right. So I'm bear with me. We're gonna get through this together. So, <laughs> so I believe it's called um, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this comes from CNN. Justin Bieber has shared a faith-filled update about a rare medical condition that has resulted in one side of his face being temporarily paralyzed. Mm. The Yummy Singer posted a statement on on the Insta story portion of his verified Instagram account Monday about his continued recovery from Ramsey Hunt syndrome. I want to share a little bit of how I've been feeling, he wrote. Every day has been getting better, and through all of the discomfort, I found comfort in the one who designed me and knows me. Beaver has been outspoken in the past about his Christian faith and wrote in his statement that I'm reminded he knows all of me. So he did, because of this, I believe Justin was supposed to go on tour, and he postponed it. Mm. Because um, right now he's dealing with that. Let me see. I'm going a little further down in it. Because I believe he was, he had, yes, okay. In the video he posted, he showed how one face, how one side of his face was unable to move. As a result, it explained the diagnosis. is why he canceled some concerts and plans to take a break from touring while he recuperates. So, yeah. he, I knew he was supposed to tour. And basically, right now, their state says postponed because of everything that's going on. So, best of luck. I mean, I'm hearing more and more about these conditions where, like, it's this one. And then, of course, we all know Bell's Paisley. Which is just like, I, which is yes. another one that I don't understand. It's like it's weird how you get them though. Well, Bell's palsy is one of those things that comes from it's deeply rooted in stress, mm-hmm. uh, and it's literally like a series of mini strokes, and that's what makes your face paralyzed that way. Yikes! Yeah, so uh. stress is a killer, people, and they mean it when they say that. It is a thing. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how that that girl, transpires. Girl, take your time, take your time, and take your moments. That's it. You got one life, live it. Woo, and live it to the fullest, baby. Okay, so um, speaking of living into the fullest, remember how Texas had like these rounds of laws trying to go against trans parent, like trans children with um the families. Mm-hmm. So a judge blocks Texas from investigating families of trans youth. Work. This is coming from NPR. A Texas judge on Friday temporarily blocked the state from investigating families of transgender children who have received gender-conforming medical care, a new obstacle to the state labeling such treatment as child abuse. Hmm. The temporary restraining orders issued by a judge, I'm not going into 
her name, halts investigations against three families who sued and prevents any similar investigations against members of the LGBTQ plus group PFLAG Inc. The group has more than 600 members in Texas. I do find that there is a significant reason to believe that the plaintiffs will suffer immediate and irreparable injury from the commissioner and the Department of Family and Protective Services are allowed to continue to implement and enforce this new department rule that equates gender affirming care with child abuse. About damn time, child. I, I'm trying to... We have so much more other things to worry about. I mean, we can have we can have our personal feelings hurt me personally. I don't know if even if the child wants to go through the transitional the surgery, I still feel like that's something you sleep on to know that that's something you want to do and go forth with. See, here's the thing that people are missing about mm-hmm. transitioning. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between transitioning and sexual reassignment surgery. There's there's the key. Open the door. The girls keep trying to harp on why do you want to do this and mutilate your children and they're not right and this is child abuse. You, you changing it. Sweetie, that's not how this works. It's really not. It's not how this works. And lots of trans people <coughs> don't even go through sexual reassignment surgery. Nine to, honestly and truthfully, nine times out of ten, there and we can speak because we know people. Yes, there's a nine times out of ten, most trans people will not get the bottom half done. They won't get the bottom reassignment, the complete reassignment. And that is both trans men and trans, trans women. women, and that's their decision. If they want to do it, they can. But you, you all are also missing the point. You all show how ignorant you are every time you open your mouth about trans people. Because number one, there is a whole mental health process that happens before you can even take hormones. There's a like any type of procedure you have to go through any type of plastic surgery procedure. You have to actually go through a mental health evaluation before they can proceed. Because that's a thing. We we need to know that you can handle it. Mm-hmm. That this is really the decision that you want to make. Right. That everything is alright and okay. Those things happen before we go anywhere else. So shut the fuck up about stuff that y'all don't know. I'm tired of that. It's annoying. Why is it that anytime that we bring up anything related to issues that come within the community, instantly the heteros, this is not all of y'all, just some of y'all, y'all go instantly to the bedroom. We don't think about the bedroom with y'all. You want to know why they go to that? Why? Because they are convinced that we are sexual deviants. They are convinced that we're sexual deviants. They're convinced that their way is the only way. They're convinced that their God says that we don't belong here. Anything to attack anything queer, LGBTQIA, they are going to go against every time because they don't understand it, they don't get it, and they don't want it around. It, You know what? And then it just bring me, it brings me to... Something that I did not put in the notes, but I do want to bring this up since we want to talk about it. So, it is Pride Month. Yes. And apparently I want all of us to be vigilant when we attend Pride. Mm-hmm. Because there's a reason why. 
I, I lit you literally just what this to me and I forgot to put it in the notes. A far right plan to riot near an Idaho LGBTQ plus event heightens safety concerns at Pride. This comes from NPR.org. Okay, let's get into it. After disruptions—excuse uh, me—disruptions to two LGBTQ Pride events over the weekend, the arrest of a group of extremists who allegedly planned to riot near a Pride event in Idaho and interruption of a. Uh, Oh, Jesus, I forgot about this, too. Of a drag queen story hour in the Bay Area. I forgot about that. Organizers of similar events this June say they are on edge as Pride Month continues. I think it should be a stark reminder that this is probably not the last time we're going to see something like this. See something like this. This is coming from Katie Carter, who is the CEO of the Pride Foundation, an LGBTQ philanthropy, philanthropic, excuse me, organization that focuses on the Northwest U.S. Our community needs to be on the hypervigilant side of safety. This is like we always know that this happens around Pride season because anytime that there's a Pride event, you always have like the religious groups that's there. Like you know what I'm talking about. They all always there with a megaphone saying that gay is an abomination. And with all the mass shootings that are happening, it's just like we quickly get reminded that we have ignorance in Pride Month. You know, I ran across a post today that I put on my story. Mm-hmm. And it was a cartoon. And the cartoon is of two children under a desk. Oh, Lord. One is crying. One is sitting next to the other. There's a man in the background. You can't see his face. But he's got a gun in his hand. And there's blood on the floor. And as the little girl is crying, the little boy turns to her and says, Well, good thing it's not a drag queen, huh? <sighs> The reality in that cartoon, because you bitches are so concerned <laughs> with drag performers literally bringing joy to children. Some shit that most of y'all don't even do with your own fucking kids. You, why, why are we concerned? Honestly, I just want to know, what is the fixation with trying to force people into what you believe. I really need to know this because it's really grinding my gears. First of all, ho... What I eat don't make you shit. I need you to understand that. But on top of that, gay does not equal pedophile. It doesn't. It never has. It never will. It never will. So just stop that and maybe we'll get one step further forward on this bullshit because that's the issue what are you teaching our kids these kids don't give a if you were to teach your kids anything you wouldn't have to worry about what someone else is teaching your child the problem is you allow media to school your children instead of doing it your damn selves because you're still in the mindset of of the generation before yours and what makes you think that Adults are dropping their children off at drag shows and leaving them. You think they're there by themselves? The parents are definitely there with them, enjoying the show as well. Did you, have you gone to like a drag brunch, bitch? They have no idea. Like, did you ever get your like? No. Did you? No, they haven't. Do you not understand that drag queens are like the best hosts ever? Like, literally, I don't understand 
why your ignorance and just pure hatred has to fuel your AK-47, your Glock. Like, what, what about us breathing and existing bothers you so much that you feel the need to end someone's life because of what they do that has nothing to do with or affect you. And furthermore, to call out you sick motherfuckers that was about to do this shit. So, you all see what's going on in the world with the mass shootings. We have lost elders and children. You're going to show up at a drag event mm -hmm. where children will be present mm. to riot. So, you're going to kill more children. Because you're hateful? Because you don't like it? I mean, if you focus more on yourself and finding yourself, let alone the therapy that is god-awful needed at this point. Bitch. Awfully needed, excuse me. Like, I, I just want to know, what, why is it that... This is why Pride Month exists. I'm just going to say that's the reason for it. That's it. And, and we lose sight in the, re, in the whole thing. You know what? I'm jumping ahead. I'm foreshadowing. I'm not gonna do that. I'm a I'm a reel it back in. Child. It's like a it's like a fishing rod. I'm reeling this bitch back in. That's it. Oh my god! It's I'm in the air. I'm flapping this my skinny. I can't. I can't. So I have two things, and then I have a trending topic, and it's gonna surprise you. Okay. So speaking of backlash, Lizzo is facing some. So, apparently, the word spaz is now an issue. So, in Lizzo's latest song, Girls, I'm just going to say it that way because it's really pronounced girls, which I really, I get where she was going, but okay. So, apparently, there was a few people online that have cerebral palsy and certain other illnesses as far as mental that they can't control that took offense to the lyrics so it led to Lizzo making a statement and she says I'm reading this from CNN let me clear one let me make one thing clear I never want to promote derogatory language she continued as a fat black woman in America I've had many heart uh, hurtful words used against me so I understand the power of words the power words can have whether intentional or, in my case, unintentional. I'm proud to say there's a new version of Gurs with a lyric change. I'm very indifferent about this situation. I, you know, I just... It, it's going to foreshadow into something else. I want you to hold... I want you to hold that. I want you to All clap right. your All tongue. Because right. it's going it, to... Clap it. Okay, clap. Just keep it down. Because I got one more for you. Okay. Okay, it's going to snowball. I'm going to snowball like three effects in one. Oh, my God. That's right. I'm going to snowball it. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> so, apparently, the queen is, is plotting an attack. Okay. The queen is plotting an attack. Uh, there's speculation about a new album on social media. Yeah, yeah. lots of speculation. Lots, apparently. Now, see... This is my thing. With B, 
I believe it when I see it. Yes. That's just where I'm at with it with her. Yes. Like, I love her, but it's just more so y'all doing the speculation. It just gets on my nerves. Because, I ain't gonna lie. Bitch, y'all go bananas. Y'all turn into in- the Inspector Gadget. Y'all reading the all context clues and shit. And like, there have been so many times that you all have been very wrong. Oh my god, so wrong. Very wrong. And she do something totally different. So di- and completely left field. Like, I'm not understanding why. It was like, oh my god, this new ID Park dropping. Oh my god, this new album coming. Oh my god, I don't understand. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I understand. I get it. That one must be prepared for whatever the queen is doing. You know, my, wig, my, my emergency wig is on standby. <laughs> Listen. Just in case. Isn't it, is it a glass case? I got the little mullet. Not in mullet. I got the little um, object to crack the glass open just in case she snatch it real quick. I have stacked mine. There are three wigs on this head right now. Okay. So just, she has to really pull very hard if she wants all three. The, the glue is just... That's, it, that's the glue it. is here. It's Listen. here. It's the install. You got to rip... If you rip, I'm gonna be like, ow, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Do, no. And I know she wouldn't want to see me hurt. So, you know. You know, like, I need my edges. But I just. What so, <laughs> basically, I read this from C- um, NBC News. The Beehive is in a frenzy after Beyonce deleted her profile pictures across social media platforms last week, with many fans now convinced new music is coming. The artist has removed. 40 has removed her profile picture from a, uh, from her accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Although the content on those accounts also, I mean, appears untouched. Fans <laughs> still take it to be something exciting is coming from the Formation singer. So it goes into some of the tweets, and y'all are hilarious. Beyonce deletes to uh, deletes profile pictures. Us, Beyonce's coming. Beyonce just sleeping in bed. Right, exactly. Because, bitch, it can mean anything. So let's let, let let's take a trip. Let's take a look. Mm-hmm. It's in a book. <clears throat> it's called the Reading of a Rainbow. Yes. This, I want this leads because my trending topic is going to be quite lengthy. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole thing about Lizzo and people like digging into her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what happened with Saucy and Twitter. Oh God! Let me tell you. Let me tell you, girl, something. If I can't say nothing else before I get into this story, I'm proud at how he handled this. Yes, I am extremely proud at how he handled it because a lot of people would have folded under pressure. Yes, they would have. Is it like? Let me get into it. Let me get into it because y'all y'all doing a lot. So, I'm taking this from the shade room. Saucy Santana seemingly responds to resurfaced tweets he made about Beyonce and Blue Ivy. Now, some of these tweets say, I'm not responding to y'all. Um, I'm Beyonce to the bullshit. Um, it goes in. I'm trying to get some of the tweets out that he said. He's, um, some of these are just basically praising songs that she had did. And then it goes further back to him poking fun at Blue Ivy. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you whole something. Shout out to a friend of the pod, Lou, because I listened to his latest episode. If y'all did not listen to Lou cut the fuck up on the mass agenda for this last episode, he, him, and shout out to KMGZ, who was his guest that was there with him. 
y'all cut the fuck up on that episode. <laughs> like it, it was immaculate. I couldn't hold it. I literally had to text him like, "Friend, you ate y'all ate that." <laughs> but he said it. Y'all have had an unhealthy obsession with bashing this child since she was in the womb. Like, I don't understand the public disdain for Blue Ivy when she literally did nothing but exist and breathe. Literally. All she did, she is a child. I'm not understanding why people use her as a target online. Like, you do understand that now if she decides to go on Twitter and search her name, she will find all these hurtful ass tweets at 10. From grown-ass people that, and God knows my heart and what I'm about to say, that literally have nothing, tweeting on their couch, tweeting in clothes that have probably not been washed or even changed in two to three days. On Wi-Fi because their phone has no fucking service. This child has done nothing to you. She does not know you. But for some odd reason, everyone loves to poke fun at Blue Ivy. I mean, first of all, I would be mad too if at 10, I looked like my mama back from about close to 10 years ago. She literally hit the reset button. She literally hit copy and paste on herself. Literally, she looks How just like her mama. I don't even understand, but... So we, like, of course, it was all the nappy head sweets, and it was just... A lot of mean-spirited things, but to Saucy's defense, this is from 2014 and further back. You got to really be bored at home to resurface tweet, like negative tweets about somebody. Like You can go on Google and search this, but you didn't look to do anything to better your life. You want to sit here and bash the one that actually is on the come-up right now? I'm going to just put it out there. You bitches are weird. Y'all are y'all weird are as really shit. fucking weird because you, y- y'all the same bitches that be doing Inspector Gadget on Twitter to find out who's not following who. I, I really, I would say I want to look into the minds of the people that do this, but I'm afraid. I don't think I want to know what's in there. Because for y'all to, what prompted you to reach back in his tweets to even find this shit? Like, you must have really been home and bored. Like, what else do you have? Like, seeing, do you really believe that this was going to stop anything? Like, I really want to know. Because the thing that I love the most, that is his responses. And let me read them real quick. Because he, he read y'all, and I don't have to do shit. He said, it'd be people in the comments trying to force you to apologize and say sorry. To who? To y'all? If I did something to offend someone, I should apologize to them. Not you bitches. Told y'all, y'all think y'all got power over people. But go ahead. Period. And then it it goes further. Stop all the cat trying to ruin people's careers because you at home miserable and broke. I was miserable and broke too, making childish hateful tweets in 2014. I'm 28 years old, a grown ass adult, a completely different mindset on life from when I was 20. But y'all knew that. Then it goes in further to say, fake woke-ass bitches. People don't care about old sweets. The internet has has the weirdest thing with power. They can they have the power to cancel someone. Newsflash, you don't. Y'all think y'all have somebody by the balls about situations you don't give a damn about. What more needs to be said? Nothing, because I love that he said if I'm going to apologize to anybody, it's going to be done directly to their face. I'm not apologizing to y'all. And and furthermore, bitch, 
why would I even waste my time on this shit that y'all saying when I just got clearance for fucking Bootylicious for a sample for my song? Do you think that if it was really that big of an issue that I would have gotten that clearance? It, seriously, it would... What is wrong with people and wanting to hold on to a previous version of someone that hurt them? I mean, and even still, him simply saying, bitch, I know y'all bitches broke and miserable because them tweets y'all found was when I was broke and miserable. Saying dumb shit. I'm not even that person anymore. I've literally elevated. I, and I don't owe y'all shit. A fucking thing. I don't owe y'all nothing, nothing until Beyonce come to me and say, hey, that shit you said about my daughter, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And although I'm sure she don't like it, I'm certain that he will graciously apologize at that point. But Beyonce didn't get on the internet and say, oh, Saucy, I saw that shit you said about Blue, what's up? She, you know, she didn't pull up like, yo, what's good? None of those things. And, like, and, and we know that she will because she pulled up on Fab for some shit like that about Solange. So it's not far-fetched. So if it touched her in a way, I'm sure she would have said something by now. She ain't going to address him directly. She ain't going Why would I address you on social media when social media is technically a place that does not physically exist? Oh, God. It does not physically exist. I don't know you bitches. You are on a glass screen. You motherfucking metamongers, bitch. Y'all better get it together. Like, I, I can't. Get a life. Get blessed. Just, like, just focus on something you have going on opposed to sitting here trying to demise someone else. Like, I really don't understand. Please. And thank, I mean, sometimes y'all do be doing the right thing, but then it's times where y'all really just do too damn much. Because why? Why this? Why was this important? Questions and the answers. Like, I didn't, want, I didn't want to have to get into this. You know? And real quick, before I go into my trending topic, which is a little more like a rant, congratulations is in order for Jennifer Hudson. She is the second black woman to receive EGOT status. EGOT! Now, let me be clear what an EGOT is. Because y'all like, oh, she's an EGOT. What? Like, she got an EGOT award. No. It's- let me explain what the term, the acronym EGOT stands for. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Okay? That's what it stands for. She received EGOT status. And she's also, what? She now joins Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a, oof, that's a good nice little tax bracket. I'm gonna hold you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the bag. The bag is a different type of bag yeah. now. <laughs> okay? So, this week, I'm gonna, my... My trending topic is a little more like a question slash rant. Let's talk about it, friend. So this week, you know, I was a little more active on Twitter. I was, you know, I mean, a little excitement. Yeah. And apparently the the question came up because, you know, y'all thought I wasn't going to bring it here. Yes, I did. I, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm sick of y'all coming for bottoms. I'm not having them. I'm not, okay, come I'm, on, friend. I had it. I'm about had it with y'all. Come on, friend. Let's talk about it. Let's be all the way clear about something. If I'm telling you how long I need to prepare for the activities that are about to take place, mm-hmm. respect it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sex doll. Okay, mm-hmm. this ain't this ain't. I'm not on demand. This ain't Uber Eats. You ain't got to walk up on here, get what you want, and then walk away. That's not how this works. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. It takes time. Because apparently, 
I was having a conversation with Lou and Tony on Twitter. Shout out to both of them. And they were saying, um, they were going into stories about how <laughs> bottles would paint them. Okay. And I hate this one, this one stereotype, and I'm going to, I promise you one day I'm going to find someone to come on here and talk about this. I hate the stereotype that Spanish bottles always paint. I've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> a lot. A whole lot. And I'm like, I, uh, uh, I don't know any Spanish bottles. <laughs> I've heard that a whole lot. That's really like, mm. like, and I, hey, I'm that ain't not, my ministry. I have no idea. I've never had. I've mm. never. This y'all know me, Mm-mm. but that's not why we here. So it led to everyone like, oh, then you shouldn't call. You shouldn't have company over if you're not ready to fuck. First and foremost, nine times out of ten, niggas will hit you trying to fuck. And then not, and then also in that same sentiment, they're looking to literally be at your door in that moment that they sent you a message, that they sent you that text, that they called your phone. It's like I'm not on demand, motherfucker. Like understand, it's gonna take a process. You gonna wait, and this is why the niggas that fuck with me they understand. Oh, you gonna wait? It's gonna slap. It's like I promise you. It's like it's like that good gumbo. I promise. It's like them ribs. If you let them marinate just enough, especially the steak, you marinate it and then cook it enough. It's gonna slap when you cook it. Okay, you gotta give it time to slap. If you you can't give them to that like that shit to them like hot like that holiday, you gotta wrap that. You gotta warm that shit up. Run that shit the fuck back. Run it the fuck back. I, you know. As the resident verse of this here pod, uh, I need y'all to get it together because you fucking tops, y'all ain't never bottom and it shows. Talk about the things. Because baby, I need you to understand that there's a process to preparing this bust for you, okay? Uh, she, I got the, you are not, like, and you're not gonna rush it. And here's another thing about you motherfuckers. I'm going to get into it because you know. Come on, friend. Come on, friend. Come you on. Know, I'm, Come on, holiday. Listen, Come on, holiday. Listen, listen, Come on, listen. holiday. Because I'm pro-bottom around these parts. Come on, holiday. Bitch, first of all, you motherfuckers be creeping and lurking on these apps anyway, not really having much to offer in the first place. Oh, shit. Bottoms already have to do so much vetting just to get a piece of quality ping <laughs> to even come over and knock the boots right in the first place. A lot of you motherfuckers is running around here with mid-dick asking for prime rib puss. So, I'm gonna need you to pump your brakes, pull your motherfucking reins, bitch, because you ain't that grand to be demanding Bugina in seconds. It don't work like that. It, it, it does not. Furthermore, bitch, let me get into it a little bit further. So just break because. Down, Take your time. Just because I'm on this app don't mean that I got the phone in one hand and my fleet in the other just in case. Bitch, first of all, a lot of you oh. motherfuckers as I have learned from my good, good Judy's, oh, yes. from my bitch sitting to the right of me right now, Word. a lot of you motherfuckers are flakes. You don't show up. Hello. You cancel. Oh. So, bitch, I'll be damned if I sit here and put in all this work only for you to not show up. Not only, and then not show up, you also give a subpar dick. Like, that's the part that bothers me. I don't, I can't speak for all bottoms, but on top of cleaning out, baby, I also got to open this thing because y'all motherfuckers will sit here, okay, 
and sit here and jam it like you fucking a sex toy. Motherf- this is not... I am not your fleshlight. No. I'm really not. I'm not your hand. And I'm not that person that's going to let you run up in it and act a fool. You're going to have some decorum around here. You will act accordingly. If you want hmm. a motherfucker to just lay there and take it, mm. get you a toy. Okay. Because if you're not coming to add extra spices <gasps> to this already immaculate meal, <gasps> stay at home with your fork, G. Okay. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that. What do you, but what like, do you have some, to add besides put frustration? Put some respect on the bottoms, y'all, because without them... Who you fucking? Seriously. And even if it's a verse, they still have to prepare like that. A bottom. Sir. Sir. I'm so sick of it. Y'all have heard me say it plenty of times on this motherfucking chat. And I hate that we're, I hate that it sounds like you're, like, basically, we're wording this into, like, a gender type of thing. Because it's really not. It's not. It's more so men that don't understand patience. There's no other way for me to say it simpler than that. I'm going to give y'all something that none of you bitches want to hear. When I was back in D.C., I used to go to this um, gay men's discussion group called The Mandate. We used to have different discussions on the weekends. I think it was held on Saturdays or Sundays. Saturdays probably. Uh, but one time we had a sex therapist come in and she said something that stuck with me and it makes a lot of sense. And I'm gonna give it to y'all and y'all don't want to hear it, but here it is. (laughs) If you are having anal sex and you're afraid of shit, you probably shouldn't be having anal sex. (laughs) Yeah. You 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 should probably just not be having anal sex because the possibilities are endless. I need y'all to understand that health wise, you're not supposed to be cleaning out every five minutes. It's just not supposed to happen. It's not. It's really not. Uh, you know, as a person that bottoms, I understand that my diet needs to be and could be a whole lot better to prevent things, but such as like I like to eat what I like to eat, but I also know what I need to do, what I need to do, when I need to do it. But if you motherfuckers are walking around here worried about being painted all the goddamn time, you should probably not be having any sex. You really shouldn't. Because at some point it's going to happen. It, it's not intentional. I mean, it's not intentional. And, and, and my thing is, the shame that you motherfuckers put on it, you make it worse for everybody involved. It's like a, it's a real big shame that goes in it. I don't think you understand. It's certain times that a body can sit here and prepare, and they may prepare longer than normal, and then the act happens, and then there's a slip up. Y'all's reaction to it is so horrible. Sir, you are fucking the Duke shoot. There's a possibility. That that's going to happen. Depending on the position, depending on the stroke, that it will happen. And I'm not going to act like, as the verse man in the room, that it that for me, if it happens, it might take me a little bit more to get into it, but I'm not going to shame 
my bottom for it happening. Bitch, what are we gonna do? The the thing that I'm first of all, I'm not making a fuss about it. I'm just gonna politely pull out and say, hey, come on, let's go clean real quick. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Because that's it. And it goes back to a bigger point. Y'all really just need to stop having sex with people y'all don't like. Because it screams, I don't know. Like, you don't know me from a can of paint, but you're trying to force me into being ready and readily available for you. You ain't put in no work. You ain't sat here and enticed me in any way, shape, or form. And you're talking to me as if you're making an order on an app instead of, like, I'm a human being. And then you want to sit here and shame me because I didn't prepare fast enough for you. <laughs> if you would have waited until I made this pot correctly, you might have had a better time. But you would have rushed me. It would have slapped. Oh, it slaps. Okay. If you wait, it slaps. <laughs> you might want to ask. You might want to pull that resume. It slaps. I'm just saying, y'all. Okay. You motherfuckers need to just chill out. And that's all I had on that because y'all wasn't about to sit here and continuously come for the bottoms and think that I'm just going to silently sit here and motherfucking take this shit. I know that's right, bitch. Okay. We going to refill these cups because I heard this pot is boiling at this point. Ugh. It, it's overflow. Like, it might over, it might have overflowed a little bit. Just a smidge. You know. Stribbling it, down the sides, tickling the fire a little bit. Just a smidge. Just you, a smidge. you hear the little sizzle. You know. It's it's like mm. we're gonna refill these cups. We're gonna be right back. That's right. All right. Ooh, we're back for round two. I know that's right. And it's time for Marlon to stir this pot, y'all. Now, last week I know uh, it was heavy. Last week was heavy, Charlie. but I hope y'all enjoyed it. It was a really great conversation. If you haven't checked that one out. Go back and um, check out the last episode of Who Raised You Hoes? Holy Life. Yes. It's a really, really great conversation. Yes, but this week, we're going to make it lighter. We're going to make it vibrant. Vibrant? I've got this pot, Berlin, a nice seafood bowl. Friend, you are not here shellfish. I know, it's all right. 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 How, it's how all right. It's all right. I got you a side pot. It's all right. Okay. As long as it's I got you. All right. But we're going to talk about pride, bitches. Yes. Because it's here. Because we are queer. And we are doing the things during the month of June. And get used to it, girls. Yes, get used to it. And if you can't, then fuck off. D- leave me alone, girl. Please. Okay. Leave me the, the fuck, fuck alone. Whoo, shit. All right, friends. So let's get into the questions about pride. You know, I, I love Pride Month. It's my birth month. I naturally love it. Um, well, of course, of course. You have no choice but to love it because you were born during Prime Month. So Hello, you know. you know. The gay was infused in your very it, existence. It, it, you know, I, and not to mention my birthday is the day after Juneteenth. So it's just, it's a little it's more. Just lit. It's, it, it's just black as hell. It's just lit. It's black as hell. It's lit. Mm-hmm. And we love it. Mm-hmm. And we love mm-hmm. it. And we love mm-hmm. it. So, in the spirit of talking about Pride, let's go through the thing. So, first question. Yeah. Tell me about your first Pride experience. Child, the first Pride that I went to was in 2007. Oh, bitches, remember? Okay. I remember. I was young. It was me, my friend Yaz, my cousin Ty. And 
it, our friends, I forget everyone else around, but I remember those two in particular. Mm-hmm. And we were on Christopher Street. My first Pride, it rained. Of course. And I didn't care. We were getting our lives. Like, it was the first time. We were, like, baby gay. So, we had, like, rainbow accessories and everything. Yes. It, but I remember it because of it. Then they would hand out condoms and everything. I was like, this... Why am I just now discovering that we actually have a Pride? It was... New York Pride was my very first Pride. Yes. And it's just... <sighs> Good time. Such a beautiful thing. My first Pride, I don't remember the year. I do remember I was still a teenager, of course. 18. So they had to be like... 2001? Yeah, like 2001. Was Ooh, my first Pride. And... I was going to this youth drop-in center called Horizons in Chicago. Come on, Horizons. And they had a trolley for the parade, and we rode the trolley. I remember it being hot as balls outside. (laughs) It was hotter than that thing. We were sweating. But it was such a good fucking time. I remember feeling so gay, so free. It was so good. Because, bitch, I was working, had my first gig, so my outfit was real cute. The the bang swooped in them you just so right. And at the, time you had, and also at the time, you had locks, too, so it was... Just, I didn't have locks, no. It really this was way before locks. I didn't get locks until I was well into my... Tw- well, like, 21, 22? Okay, okay. So, so, yeah, it so you know, I was given very... Ball fade, she was low, she was right, she was tight. Bitch didn't have no facial hair, so I was baby-faced I can't imagine all without facial hair. I now. have to show you the pictures, child. Uh, it was a really great time. Mm-hmm. I think that first pride. I, I still remember my outfit from my first pride. I don't remember mine. I had on. I'll tell y'all just how gay I am. I had on this DKNY top. It was see through. It was mesh. Come, come and she was on. like this tie dye of purple, baby blue, and white. Oh, you was giving a look. I was giving a look, bitch. And I just bought this really cute guest backpack. Sick thing. Uh, with some white this? shorts. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we were doing the thing. So you you was, feel, you was really feeling I was feeling her. You, you were you were feeling like a girl you were feeling like a girl that just healed from her BBL. That's it. And she's in the store like don't talk The to ass me. had finally fell. It was round, it was soft, it was supple. You know, it it had ways in it if it if it shook. I just went and bought the perfect pair of jeans for her. She was right. She she was right. She was tight. She was right. The girls couldn't take her. They now. could not. They really could they not. They couldn't take her. But it's all right cuz mm, I was there. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Okay, so next question. What was pride like in your mind before you actually attended one? I, you know what? I didn't have any expectations. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I didn't know what to expect, but it was just the first time I felt free. Mm. I can say that it was the first time I felt free, and I felt celebrated. It was like even in the madness of New York Pride. If you've ever been, you know what I'm talking about. Complete York, fucking mayhem. It's mayhem. Everything. It, everyone is everywhere. It's tight. Like you're walking. It's just like you're walking down there and like you got your arms to your side. It's a lot that happens when you go to Pride. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I didn't have any expectations. I kind of feel the same way just because I don't remember ever even knowing it existed much like you before I actually went. Mm -hmm. And after coming out, when we went to drop-in centers, it was like, damn, there's a thing that really happens for people like me that I had no idea existed. Right. Because I don't know about you, but before I came out, I felt very isolated. I didn't feel like there were many like me. You didn't, because you know what? There's no instruction manual to this shit. Not at all. We were sugging it the fuck out. I don't think people understand when I say fucking it out. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. At all. Had no fucking idea. None. I mean, to this day, I'm like, I'm 35 now, and I'm just looking back like, oh, child, we really didn't, we saw we know it all, and we didn't know nothing. Jack shit. Like, we didn't know shit. But we saw we knew everything. There was so much more to come, and I just, no. Uh, no. If I could talk to that person back at, at first pride, like, baby? What is the wildest thing you saw? At a pride celebration. That well, just blew your cat back. Like, bitch, I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. Oh, besides um, the actual women that walk around brawless. Yes. Um, shirtless and brawless. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, topless is the proper term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say... I haven't experienced anything lewd lewd happen at pride mm-hmm. yet. Like, I haven't experienced a fight, thank God. Um, I don't want to be near one if it happens, but I can, I don't know if another question has anything to do with telling your best experience about Pride. Okay, so I'm going to X that for now. Right. But I, you know, I can't remember anything lewd, lewd happening at New York Pride besides what I mentioned. You know, I can't say that I had any, like, anything lewd that I saw. I think the the craziest thing for me at that time was like maybe seeing people walk around in their underwear or something like that. Right. Which was something that I had never experienced before. So it was just like mind blowing to be in this moment where, bitch, like we out here just we out here now free now imagine this that was your first pride. Imagine Folsom. Child, because that's a totally different that's thing. a whole. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have been able to handle Folsom back then. Folk, me and Folsom now, I'd be like, "Hold up, bitch! I need my shades because I'm about to witness some shit." First of all, bitch, the realty is New York Folsom is tame compared to San Francisco. San Francisco's Folsom is buck wild. Like I've seen videos from from yeah, San Francisco. Like they get into the king for real. Like you can easily find somebody having sex in the middle of the street at Folsom, New York. I mean, in San Fran. A lot of like things. I even saw a video of someone literally playing with themselves with a dildo in the middle of the street at Folsom. I'm like, what is going on? The moment that I knew the kink got really real at Folsom, San Francisco, was when I saw a video of a man literally walking up to the urinals and taking piss from the tap of random strangers and drinking it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know anyone's gums, but nope, that's no just... Gums. But that's I was it. like, bitch, get your life, sis. I'm like, oh my god. Get your fucking life. Oh my god. I know that piss is rancid. Them bitches out there drinking beer and God knows what. I, know I mean, if that is just... If, if that's your ministry, okay, but that just... I'm sorry, that just... Oh. Get your life, sis. 
Not for me. I'm sorry. Not for me. Get your life. It's not my calling. Yes. I mean, fair. So, of course, the next question is, tell me about your favorite Pride experience. (sighs) When I almost walked New York Pride in 2019. You almost walked to Pride? No, I almost walked in the parade. Oh. At the time, I had connections and I was supposed to walk with Gat. But remember the 50th anniversary of Pride and how chaotic that shit was? Vaguely. Oh, my God. So, 20, this is before the panty. Mm. This is like the last Pride. Like, everything was chaotic that day for me personally and dealing with Pride. Mm. So, there were so many floats and advertisers that had to go before the people that normally were walking pride. Mm-hmm. So originally my float was supposed to walk like early in the afternoon. They said they didn't walk because I had left. They said they didn't actually walk in the parade until like 10 or 11 o'clock. And I had been there since like 2. Uh. I was like no. Like New York pride, like the 50th one, like the world pride when they hosted it, it was a nightmare. John, you ain't got to tell me because I walked in that pride. That was a oof. Child. New York Pride is a totally different beast. From all of the prides that I've been to, it is a different beast all together. Mm-hmm. A mess. <sighs> My favorite Pride experience has to be when I was living in Detroit and I did Hotter Than July. And it was my favorite Pride experience because I was working with the organization that actually planned Pride. Mm -hmm. And planning Pride is a beast. I'm going to put a cliff note in that. I want you to keep talking because I have something to point out. Yeah, it's because Hotter Than July being one, being the second eldest black Pride in the country. It's been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And once one pride is done, we literally take a week off and then start planning the next one. Damn. Yes. Like a year ahead of us? Yes. Damn. You have to be prepared. Everything has, like, it takes a lot to plan a pride for a city. It really does. It takes a lot. Especially when you're putting, it's not just a party here, a party there. Like, Detroit's Hotter Than July has a week full of activities. There's oh, something going every day. It's a true pride celebration. Like, they have a candlelight vigil every year for the people that we've lost. Um, the year that I was working on it, we had a boat ride. We had an information day with panels. Um, what else? There's a brunch that happens every year. Church service. The picnic, uh, a ball, like, a whole week. There's something for everyone. So, it's just, but that was a really great experience because the joy in being a part of the planning process made it that much better. Mm -hmm. And to see people enjoy it and really, like, get out there and have a good time afterwards was just really, really dope. So... It's well. This is gonna be interesting because I believe New York just finally started allowing like people of color onto the actual board to help plan Pride. Because if you guys remember last year, we pointed out that there was not 
one person of color on the actual board to help plan Pride. And the sad part is, in New York, Pride was started by a black trans woman. Black and woman of Latin descent, yes. Yes, it would, people of color started Pride. And it got to the point where we got shut out of even planning it. Or having a say in how it's planned. Ain't that a bitch? It's like, I always say this to people never believe me. When we met, when everyone says, oh, gay people in the LGBTQ plus community, I'm like, no, understand you're talking about the non-melanated gays. Yeah. You do understand that because that does not include us because yeah. we still niggas. Sorry to inform you. We still niggas. That's it. <laughs> that is the fuck it. What's your, where is your favorite pride celebration outside of your own city and why? See, and this I have to change this. I haven't experienced North Pride yet. Okay. And I heard North Pride is a good is a good time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York, of course, I mentioned New York Pride. I've experienced Black Atlanta Gay Pride, and I love Atlanta, but it is just too many things going on. There's like three events in Atlanta happening on top of like. A lot, it's two other events alongside Pride. It's normally DragCon and Luda Day Weekend mm-hmm. on top of Black Gay Pride Weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I would want to experience San Fran. I'm not going to lie. Even though I, I, I would want to see some black and brown people for San Fran, but... Yeah, good luck. I, I know. I think I want to experience San Fran, and I'm not going to hold you. A part of me would be intrigued with Miami. Okay. Okay. Or 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 serious or Southern Decadence. Yeah, I do want to go to that one. If you guys are unfamiliar, Southern Decadence normally takes place in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and it I heard it is a turn up. I still have not experienced the gay scene in New Orleans, and I really want to find out. See, you know what? When I when we went, we didn't get to experience it because we went during the pandemic, yeah. and it was more like a food tour, bitch. Yeah, which was still great. But. L- l- Listen, I will never deny that was an excellent food tour. <laughs> but my favorite has to be Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I've been to several prides. I'm very, very thankful that I've been to quite a few. But Atlanta just hit a little bit different, bitch. I went in 2005. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that are going on now that probably weren't going on back then. Right. Baby, now I will say this, Atlanta Pride is challenging simply because Atlanta is not a city that is like New York where everything's kind of close. Yeah, everything is like a distance. Yeah, it's a distance. But baby, Pride in Atlanta is, whew, child, it is party central. I I truly learned why people flock to to Atlanta Atlanta I, let me tell you something. If you are black or not even black, just a person of color and have never experienced Atlanta in general outside of just pride, baby, you are just robbing yourself of an experience. But that pride experience, child. Uh, I've had some some wonderful times. Good times. You know what? And a part of me wouldn't mind experiencing Charlotte Pride either. I don't know how that would go, but I'm intrigued to see. Skeptical about that just because... I mean, I feel like it'll be a good time. Uh Uh-huh. But the things that I hear about Charlotte Gays don't sit well with me. See, you know what? I heard Charlotte Gays are very divided. Yeah. But also... Ooh. 
How did we forget DC Pride? I didn't uh, forget. It was. It's like it's my number. Well, it's in a tie spot for my number two. Yeah, it's only because DC is a really turn up city. It is, and I've had a good time during DC Pride. When the I lived DC there, Pride, DC Pride is a different kind of turn up. She was cute. It was real cute. Like DC I'm is over- where I learned the power of the brunch. You better talk about the things, bitch. Because let me tell you about DC. DC brunches slap in a different way, bitch. Let me put this phone down. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, I cannot remember the name of this hotel, but me and my ex used to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. DC Pride. They have a brunch there on Sundays. Mm-hmm. All you can eat: unlimited mimosas. For 50 bucks at the time. That's still not bad. That's great. That's still not bad. Because that buffet was nasty. They had the sections. (gasps) Not the sections. They had an omelet section, a waffle section. They had the whole fruit table. Uh, It it was lovely. Bitch, we brunched from a smooth like 12.31 till 3 o'clock. And then they had a party on the rooftop. Oh my god. So, so lit. DJ was lit. Bartender was on point. Boys was out. After the brunch and then straight into like a rooftop party? (laughs) Bitch, what? Everything. Everything. DC is a good time. Go to DC for Pride too. Absolutely. Yes, that's all. Like, how do we forget DC? L- listen, I want you to do Atlanta Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, New York is a different type of beast. I still recommend it. I can't. Wait for, just, I can't. I can't wait for this year. I'm like, I can say she's the beast. this year. I this year I'm doing New York Pride. It's been a while. Yeah. It's it's time for the yeah, girls to come yeah. back out. I'm doing Pride this DC, year. DC, New York, Atlanta. Detroit, you have to do it. Have to do it. I see. So you know what? I've I've been to Detroit in passing, like in a connecting flight type situation. But I've always said, I'm like, I have to come back out here for like a weekend and see what Detroit's really about. Yeah, Detroit's but a vibe. It and the thing is, is like because I don't know the area, mm-hmm. it's kind of where the confusion comes in. It's kind of like it, it's kind of like if I go to Chicago, it's like I wouldn't know where to go in Chicago because I've never been. It's alright. I can tell you a couple things. Connect you to some folks. Okay. And I also have to say this one thing. Before we go on. Detroit niggas. I heard. Oh, I heard. It's something about us niggas in the Midwest. It's something in the water. But I done had some. mm. And and the thing is, y'all straightforward too. Oh. I done had. Whoo. It's it's been a couple of times. It's, it's, it's been a couple of times. I can't deny. There's some good shit in Detroit. I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out there. Detroit, you have done me really well. Anyway, woo. Uh, <laughs> 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 sorry. You know that segue is really good into my next one. Oh God. Your hottest pride date slash hookup experience. Never had one. Are you serious? Wait, 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 wait. I have to think. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, holiday. Okay. Hold on, holiday. Okay. 
All right. While you while you digging in the crates, you need a little more time. I need a little more time, bitch. When I tell you that I let Atlanta have it, ooh, bitch. You know what? I got it. Continue. Oh, bitch. Oh my god. All right. So picture it. Atlanta Pride, two thousand five. Oh, girl. Atlanta Pride falls Labor Day weekend every year. Yes, it does. That is also my best friend's birthday. Okay. Jay. Yes. Shout out to Jay. So. I'm mad I didn't get to see him when he was here. Though. Me and Jay went down to the Atlanta. Mm, oh, Lord. Let me start by saying this. Oh, God. We got a wonderful room at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in Buckhead. Beautiful space. We were there for five days. Y'all stayed there. I slept in that room twice. I knew it. Oh, I knew it. Twice. Atlanta Pride does that to to you. I'm going to take you a step further. I only remember eating once. Atlanta Pride is a different kind of pride that does that to you. Baby. Which story do I want to tell? We hit Atlanta. Oh, I love that. Oh. Baby, I I, I okay, 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 I got it, I got it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, I'm gonna tell this one story from that weekend. So, bitch, we went to this club called Chaparral's. Mm-hmm. I'm in there, first of all, it's hot. I was trying to be cute, and I don't know what was going on with me, but anyway, I was looking real cute, bitch. Come on, bro. So, this cute. is 2005, so, bitch, I had on my fresh Wee Tims. Okay. Had on some stonewashed jeans, a white tee. Oh, you I had this really cute orange light track summer jacket with white um boning and some lettering on the back. Old chain, bitch was cute. Oh, you oh you was you was giving the look. Uh huh. You was, uh-huh. Give, you was uh-huh. trying to serve a little chain uh-huh. 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 That's, yeah. that. That that yeah. was the look. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Okay. I got what I came for. I got what I came for. So, uh-huh. bitch. First of all, we got in there, went to the bar to get a drink. Mm-hmm. First time, off top. This little chocolate thick thing ran up on me like, uh, you look good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stick a pin in him. Thank you. So, you know, got my drink. Then, we was there with um, our friend Keith too. So, there was this guy walking around selling pre-rolls. Mind you, that wasn't really a thing back then. It sure wasn't. But we was like... He was selling them for $5. $5 a blunt. Nigga! Exactly! Yes, yes, I want that free roll. So we was like, should we do it? I was like, bitch, we gonna die. We don't know what's in that shit. Fuck it, we buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Each of us. Bought a pre-roll apiece. Oh, girl. So that's three blunts. Oh, Lord. We in there drinking, having a good time or whatever, doing the things. Then we met up with one of our friends from the ballroom community and went out on the patio Mm -hmm. to go smoke. Oh, girl. This motherfucker had a blunt, too. So we matched. So y'all had like four blunts in rotation? Four blunts in rotation at the same time. Mind y'all. Niggas was hot. This is a a large reason why I don't smoke now. 
fuck you, Jay. I love you, but fuck you, bitch. Because, no. <laughs> so we smoking, laughing, having a good time. Music is pumping, everything. So security came outside and was like, everybody got to come back in. Oh, yeah. Patio's closed. Shit. No problem. We was done with the blunts anyway. <sighs> bitch. Everybody started fouling out. It was my turn to walk. I took one step. My feet felt like anvils, bitch. I was so high. <laughs> I was so <laughs> high, and it made no sense. When I finally got back in there, back to the dance floor, this tall, caramel, curly haired motherfucker ran up on me. I love when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> And I was not paying attention, bitch, because I'm swaying left and right. I don't know what is on, but I'm high and I'm having a good ass time. As you should. Jay is standing to the left of me. This man rolled up on me on the right and whispered in my ear, damn, I knew I was right. I was like, what was you right about, nigga? Open my fucking eyes, because I'm like, who is this talking to me? Like, what do you want? Talking about, so I said, you knew what? He was like, I was just talking to my boy over there, and we was looking at your ass in these underwear, and I was like, I know that motherfucker fat. I can see it. Really? You can see it? That's real cute, sir. You got that? You got That's a lie. Back the fuck up, though. Like, what's going on? I mean... Needless to say. Okay. <laughs> it takes Jay to tell it. He said, bitch, that motherfucker rolled up on you, and I saw you talking to him. He said, I danced, I bopped like three times, and I turned back around, and your tongue was down his throat. Listen, I, fair, okay? Fucking fair. But remember the one I told you to stick a pin in? What about him? He rolled back brown. <laughs> As the club was letting out and gave me his number. I know that's right. He met me in my hotel room the next day. Bitch, I know that's what I'm talking about. Pop the pill and I beat that booty in so bad that day. Oh. Yes. Atlanta. Let me let, 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 let me told you something Ooh. about Let me told you about something about the good good Atlanta doing pride, bitch. Come on, bitch, give it to us. Oh nigga. <laughs> the when I went to Atlanta, I was so glad I did do one by myself. Mm-hmm. Baby. <sighs> Yeah. Twice twice, a, twice in one day. Yes. Twice in one That's day. That's how you roll. You know. Sometimes. It, it, it's, it, it's Atlanta. If if you go to Atlanta, I always say this, and you literally get no action, there's something wrong. Yeah. I always say this. And I'm not saying you got the fuck. Right. Because I promise you, you're going to get hit the fuck on. Yes, you are. You It's like New York. You're going to get hit on. <laughs> It's like, start back up. Like, oh my God, you are being abrasive. I like it. Continue, but back up. <laughs> yes. But I'm telling you, it just never felt. So, y'all, it was this one time I was mm. in the good, good Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, I was staying at the Marriott on North Courtland. Okay. Right. Okay, if you know what I'm talking about, that is literally downtown. I'm not talking Buckhead, I'm talking downtown, downtown Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Shout out to Jax. Because it was about three niggas in the hotel. That's right. <laughs> and there was one I gagged. I opened the door, bitch. 
this motherfucker was like a good 5'10". Mm-hmm. But when I say muscular... I bet. And all it was was a bottle of Hennessy and a magnum on the dresser. I was like, oh, 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 no. You're not me. This is what I came here for. You listen. We don't ever be like. Of course, pride is that the whole point of pride is not sex. But however, listen. However, comma. It happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. And God, if it ha- if it's good, it's even better. You'll never forget it. Oh, love. You'll never forget it. So my next question is this: What does pride look like at the age you are now? As a gay man in your 30s, what does pride look like to you now? Because the perspective that we had when we were younger is totally different than what we have right now. Pride is about celebrating who you are and not feeling ashamed about it. Mm. It's owning, it's not even having to defend yourself, it's literally celebrating who you naturally are. Mm -hmm. It's meant for us to turn up. It's meant for us to still understand that we still have battles to fight as LGBTQ plus community and brown people at the yes, same time. Yes, yes. But it's to celebrate. It's to commemorate, especially because of the fact that we have a lot of brothers and sisters and also siblings that don't identify with gender that didn't make it. Exactly. So we have to celebrate still being on this earth. And trust me. When I tell you that it, the last weekend of this month in New York, mm. oh, it's about to be bumping. It's going down. Like, I'm telling y'all now, you better get your friends together. Maybe. Figure out where y'all going because it's going to be a problem in yes, New York City. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, For me, I feel like I appreciate Pride a lot more because I've learned so much about the history of Pride over my years. Right. And I feel like knowing that history helps me appreciate it more mm-hmm. because I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold you. When I was younger, it was really about the party. It was about the celebration. It was about turning up with people that looked like me, that had the same struggles as me. It was about being out and loud and proud for this month because fuck the rest of the world. They have closeted us and kept us inside and all of this shit for years and years and years. This is our one time to be who we want to be unapologetically and be celebrated. One, th- I have one ritual on Pride Month that I'm revealing here that not too many people know. Mm-hmm. During Pride Month, at least one time, I have to go to Stonewall. Gotcha. Now, if you guys do not know the backstory, Pride literally started as a riot that took place from that started from a situation that happened at Stonewall. Yes. Stonewall Inn is now considered a historical landmark and it is on Christopher Street. It is still open to this very day and yes, you can even run around there. But it started there and it's just that moment in acknowledging where we started and how far we've come and let alone the work that still has to be done. Yeah. Like it's we're not done and it's decades later especially when it comes to acknowledging and voicing the concerns of black and brown people within the community because for some odd reason we are still treated as if we're invisible don't know why when pride literally started on our backs but just like we noticed with certain things in history we gotta remind people of that shit gotta remind you hoes all the time 
All the time. Yes, black and brown people started pride. I don't care how anyone feels about it. It's just the facts. Yes. So, two more questions, and then we're going to roll on. So, something that annoys you about pride? Some of the people. Okay. Um, In New York pride, what you do realize a lot is people are very irritable because of the fact that it's a lot of people in one space. Like I said, especially... I try and stare clear of Christopher Street on Pride. Ciao. I stare... Like, if you are familiar with New York Pride, the one spot Dawn Pride you don't want to be in is the damn pier. Can we talk about this real quick? Cause, uh, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Come Can on. we talk about how these companies came in? This was like before... Uh, this is back in 2019. MasterCard had came in and had the pier... As exclusive access to their card holders. You couldn't get anywhere near the pillars on the pier at all. Bitch, what? You could not get on them. They had them barricaded and literally it was only exclusive to MasterCard holders. See? I remember this. Hell I was so pissed. I'm like, so I can't come sit on the pier or even walk along the boardwalk at all is what you're telling me. That I normally come here and do... Like, whenever I need to clear my mind and motherfuckers is now telling me I have to pay to come down here? When I do this shit for free all the time? Or no. You got, you got your rabbit ass mind. And again, that goes into the thing that annoys me about Pride is capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because huh. you corporations every year, and it's getting thicker and thicker as the years come along, attaching yourself to the Pride celebration for the money grabs and all of that shit is the most annoying part about Pride. I remember back in the day when I was a young Warhol child, but I, I don't remember it being, it was never this guy. It was never this guy. And, and, and a lot of businesses and corporations weren't aligning themselves to Pride celebration. Let's be all the way clear. It's companies that are known homophobic yeah. that all of a sudden their logo has the rainbow colors and then they want to add the black and brown ones to it. It's like, like stay off the progress pride flag, bitch. No, 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 no. No, no just don't, because you don't fuck with it generally. Like, you really what, don't. what, what is the problem? Like, why, why, why are we doing this? Like, why is it that true religion has a pride collection? Why is it that these companies that normally discriminate against us now all of a sudden have apparel for us? Exactly. But as soon as July first come, it's a wrap. Get that gay shit out of here, child. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So, my last question for you: <clears throat> What is your dream pride destination? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know what? I is a couple of international prides that I heard is lit. Mm-hmm. But which one comes to mind? It escapes me. I have to ask my friend that's a flight attendant. Because he said it's one in particular. I think it's in Brazil. I was going to say that. I think it's in Brazil. I forget which. Is it? Is it um, Rodeo? I don't know. Rio de, uh, Rio de Janeiro? Rio de Janeiro? Yeah. Probably. I'm thinking so too. I've heard their pride is lit. I also heard Turkey has a good one too. Really? I believe so. Hmm. If it's not them, it's also another one. In the, it's somewhere in the Netherlands. It escapes me. It's not Amsterdam. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brazil was going to be my choice. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's Brazil. I want to experience it. Uh, it's just, I heard it's a turn up. I yeah. heard it's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So we're going to put a lid on this pot. She is done. She is over. We hope that you all enjoyed it. But we're going to get into our last two segments. The first one, I gave y'all a break for a minute. How did it make you feel? No, before we get there. What? Because my biscuits are burnt. Oh, Lord. What y'all done did? What, what did y'all do for him to have burnt biscuits? What did y'all... Like, do y'all understand how hard it is to burn damn biscuits? What did y'all do to make him burn biscuits? And during Pride Month, no less. What happened, friend? So, I happened to be scrolling the interwebs, as I as one does. Of and course. came across this bullshit. Talk about it. Oh, and tells you that they are gay. Oh, God. What is your response? I would. Gay. I would. Fuck what they said. What happened? Hold on. Um, I want it. I, I want that to be that way. Not, um, not. I'm not gonna shame him. I'm not gonna bash him. I'm not gonna be mad at him. But I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be upset. I, I want a lot of grandkids. I want a beautiful daughter-in-law. That's what I want. And um, so what is she while it's not all about me, <laughs> that's my answer. It, the the initial boom of the, like mom and gay. Okay. Alright. Process. But I won't ask him why. I won't ask him how. How long or I mean, cause to me, none of that would fucking matter. None of Just hilarious. You just can't get right, sis. You just can't get right. And it gets on my nerves. Just hilarious had a conversation on a podcast, something. I don't know where the fuck she was. It really doesn't matter. This I, you know what? And I should have. I know what you're talking about, and I should have watched it in its entirety for the context. <sighs> we continue. Sis hats, let me holler at y'all for a minute. When you have children, mm. you are not having a Barbie doll to play house with. This is an entire person. Mm-hmm. You do not own them. They are not your possessions. They have their own lives, their own ideas, their own paths that have nothing to do with you. You cannot change that narrative. You can't do anything about it. The thing that you should be doing about it is loving your child. (laughs) It's only that simple. And, and the fact that it is that simple and y'all complicated wears me out. I don't understand because there were three other people there with her. The first gentleman said something that I've heard time and time again. Heard it from my own mama. Lots of my friends can attest to it. I'm quite sure some of y'all can attest to it. The first thing that comes out of the parent's mouth is what did I do wrong? Thank Thank God, thank God Sam never said those words. Like, (laughs) let me tell y'all why that is the most fucked up thing that you can say. To a child. To a child that is revealing the way that they love to you. When you say, what did I do wrong? You know what you're telling your child? That they're wrong. That they're broken. That they're not right. That who they are is wrong. And it's not enough. And it's not enough. You are planting seeds of doubt, of uncertainty, of failure 
in your child. Why? Because you lost control. Because you lost control, and what your outcome isn't. Your outcome isn't gonna be the outcome that you want to see. And here's the thing: Who's to say that you won't have all those grandkids? Just hilarious. Just because your child is gay does not mean that he no longer is capable of having children. Why are you so worried about a fucking daughter-in-law? She's not yours. You're not married to her. I just want to know, what is it, especially with black parents that want to live vicariously through their children? Thank you. I, I just want to understand why in your mind I want... And the thing is that bothers me is my dad has the same mindset. Like, he had it for a while before... Like, my dad's come around in a few years. But at first, he's like, I wanted to pull up. You know, you have, like, a mansion or whatever. And you know you have your own family. I knew exactly what he was hinting at. He wanted me to have a wife at the time. But my thing is this. I celebrate watching the Upshaws because it gave a realistic depiction of the parents in that situation and how they react. And a part of that was thanks to Wanda Sites. But the minute that you project what you saw and envisioned on your child is setting an expectation of what you expected from your child. Yes. And you're telling your child in that moment they felt short for what you, you wanted. wanted. Not from what they wanted, not from their life, not from the things that they produced. They're telling you in that moment something that they had to be open and vulnerable for you to even comprehend. And the minute that I come to you and tell you my truth, the minute you want to, that's the minute you want to start saying, oh, I want grandchildren. Who said you can't have it? Who said you can I know a bunch of men in the community that have kids and they still like men. A bunch of men. A bunch, a bunch of, of women, women. A bunch of trans women. A bunch of trans men. Non-binary folks. All of them have kids. You want to know why? Because they can fucking do that. And it's no one is canceling out the fact that you're going to be able to have grandkids. No one is canceling that out. First of all, why is this about you, sis? Why? Why, why is, is this about you? about you? And for her to contradict herself and say, I don't want to make it all about me. But you did. did. You're putting your expectations on your son. You didn't say anything about your child in that moment. You, oh, well, the first thing is going to be, okay, okay. But then I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be disappointed because what about my grandkids? I wanted grandkids. I want a beautiful um, daughter-in-law. I, I want this. I want that. So all you, I hear is you. You're tr you are willing to have him suppress who he really is for your pleasure. For your pleasure. For your benefit. Your children don't owe you anything. Let alone the fact that this is their life. What I'm going to make decisions you're not going to like. And you're going to have to be okay with that. Because it's my life. And I'm going to live it how I see fit, baby. Period. If, listen, just like Nene said back in the day, if I didn't want my dildo up my ass the other day, Candy, I don't. Uh, yesterday, I don't want it up my ass today, Candy. You can't change what's happening. I just don't. I, you all are creating, continuously creating, a society of broken and hurt people with this language and with the way that you view things when it comes to your children coming to you with the most tender parts of themselves. I'm sick of it. It's just disgusting. And y'all sad because y'all have the same tired ass conversation 
all the motherfucking time, and about 95% of you motherfuckers never get the shit right. Ever. Because you're too focused on the shit that you want, and what you want, and I don't want no, and I don't want this, and I don't want... You are not centering your child at all. It's I, I, I. It don't have nothing to do with you. You remove yourself from the situation. This is your child's path. This is their life. You're, they're going to do it whether you like it or not. And if they don't do it and they do the opposite for the sake of you, that's when you create all these things that people find so ugly in other people. When are we going to finally get to the point where we stop policing black men? I just want to, like, that's a whole conversation in itself, but this is really it. You're policing this image of your son where you get everything that you want, but the minute that he falls short, are you willing to say that you're going to abandon him? Are you are you going to say that he can't stay with you anymore? Because many of you have. Are you going to throw him out? Because many of you have. Are you going to disown, is he going to still be able to come through the front door? Because many of you have. Because many of you fucking have. Many. Thank God I didn't have that experience. I know people that have. But many of you have. And you need to stop. Seriously. You really need to stop. I, that was what was burning my biscuits. I'm sick of it. It is Pride Month. Get your life together. So before we get into how to make you feel, I wanted to take a moment um, to address something. So I recently caught up to the latest episode of The Read. And within the last 10 minutes, Kid Fury became open and candid about the state of his current mental health. And he was stating in the actual episode that he was being advised to seek help. And normally whenever they tell you to seek help, that means you have to check into a facility. With being a creative, I think the part that we don't say to you guys is how emotionally taxing it can be it's a lot to put together the show it's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes that we don't even get the chance to tell you guys because we mask it but it's a lot that we grin and bear and sometimes we are so adamant on going and pursuing what we see and what we envision that our mind can't comprehend that we've manifested everything that's around us. And it came from our efforts of just literally following our dreams. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes we have to listen to our body, let alone our mind in certain situations. It could be a lot. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that he actually used his platform to say it because he didn't have to. Right. Honestly, he just said we're gonna we're going on a break, like an indefinite break, because I don't know when I'll be back or when I'll be in mental shape to be able to come back to you guys. But it was a giant step, and it was hard, especially to hear him cry as he was talking about it. But it was something that I wanted to talk about, especially with it being Pride Month. Is also a thing about mental health. We have to prioritize in the community because a lot of times it goes unchecked, or we'll try and suppress it because. In our minds, we're working toward a goal. Right. And we're trying to get something accomplished that sometimes we'll try and disregard it and it gets to the point where I can't act like it doesn't exist anymore. It's right here in my face. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, on behalf of Who Raised You Hoes, all yes. of our love, all of our sincerity, all of our care definitely goes out to Kid Fury and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have 
we have been staunch fans since the beginning. Yeah, the, and I've always never been shy to say they're the reason that you guys have who raised you hoes. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were a stern inspiration to behind why I do this. Yeah. And, you know, just take your time, get better, mm-hmm. be your best, even if you don't come back. The time that you've given us is more than enough, but who you are and your well-being is way more important than any podcast, and we love you dearly. Um, everything that Lonnie said is absolutely true. <laughs> Baby! It's absolutely true, and I believe the message, <laughs> I won't reiterate or beat a dead horse, but everything that Lonnie said is just, it's paramount. Your mental health is very, very important. Please take care of your, yourself. Your mental health is more important than stepping in front of just my girl. That's we right. Trust. Absolutely. I, he is a testament. I will say it in a heartbeat. You want to take me go? Listen, because <laughs> I've had my times where I've been like, friend. It's insane. It, it, it ain't happening today. <laughs> I just don't have it. I, it takes a lot to come up with topics every week and to, and, and to subject yourself to social media on a regular basis. With everything going on in the Ooh. world, it takes a toll on your mental health. It I don't really think y'all does. get it. Paired with the shit that you're already dealing with on your own personal plate. So, uh, shout out to all the creators out there. Shout yes. out to all of the listeners out there because we know that y'all be going through shit too. Hello. We all need the help. We all need the love. We give it willingly. Treat yourself better. Yes. So, going into our last segment, how I make you feel. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Quotes by Christy. We love that page. We do. And it says, No amount of guilt can change the past, and no amount of anxiety can change the future. Whoo! All right, Christy, girl. Y'all need to hear that again. No amount of guilt can change the past, and no amount of anxiety can change the future. Says, If it's behind you, leave it there. It happened. You ain't got to carry that shit around. Erica Badu said pack light. Yes, she did. Let that shit go. And anxiety, a lot of us are walking around being high-functioning, anxious folks. Yes, God. And with the way that the world is going on right now, it sends your anxiety through the roof. I don't know about y'all, but I really ain't been right since the pandemic started anxiety-wise. I've dealt with a lot of this shit on a regular basis. And as time keeps rolling on and crazier things keep happening, the anxiety pressure just goes higher and higher every fucking time. I'm I'm telling you right now, I say to my if you need a pill or something, baby, I got you. It's just, it's a lot. But (sighs) anxiety and being anxious about things is not going to change anything in your future. You have to be centered and sound for the moves that you wish to make. Yes. And I actually have something. And it comes from one of my favorite pages on Instagram. I am Tabitha Brown. Woo! And sis gave sis is known to give a word either in the middle of the day or late at night. And this just it described me to a T. And I'm going to play it real quick. Y'all ready? Here, come on. Okay, so what's going on? Of course. Every time. It never fails. Every time. Uh, listen, the 
this is for a specific person, okay? And you know because you don't feel it in your spirit, okay? Um, listen, you got to stop letting people treat you any kind of way. Hmm? I said you got to stop letting people treat you any kind of way. I know that you're nice, okay? I know that you're kind. I know that you don't even like confrontation. But honey, you let folk lie to you when you know the truth. You let folk literally treat you any kind of way. But guess what? You, you blame it on them like they doing this again. No, you're doing it again. You're letting them do that to you and you don't deserve it. I know. I know you don't like to have no type of confrontation. But guess what? It's okay. You ain't got to raise your voice. It ain't got to be no argument. You can simply say, oh, then why do you feel like you got a lot of me? But you know, I know the truth, right? Or you can also say, you know what? I don't really like how this feels, the way you treated me. You can say those things, even if it's hard and even if it's uncomfortable. But you know what's more uncomfortable? Letting people continue to treat you any kind of way. You don't deserve that. Okay? Okay? Y'all heard Auntie Tad. Y'all have to stop letting people treat y'all any kind of way. And it's something that stuck out to me because, baby, people pleasing will have you ignoring people treating you any kind of way. Sometimes putting your foot down is not, like she said, it's really not confrontational. It's just standing up for you as a human being. If you allow people to treat you any kind of way, they will literally walk all over you like you are a doormat. Child. She is right. Whew, Auntie Tab. Good grief. Child. She be giving words, especially like, especially in like the middle of the night when she's like, either she couldn't sleep or she's just waking up. Those would be the best words that she puts out. But that one about letting people treat you any kind of way, that stuck out to me. I ain't even got nothing to say, child. Thank you for listening to Who Raised You Hoes. Thank y'all so much, because we kept y'all. This is an episode for y'all. I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> but before we get on up out of chair, y'all already know the scandals. Where can y'all find us on the socials? It's going to be wrhpodcast at gmail.com. That is Facebook. That is Instagram. That is Twitter. And if you have business inquiries, serious business inquiries, I don't want to hear nothing about no fraud. I ain't trying to help y'all get no damn money. I'm trying to get us some damn money. It is WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, business inquiries only. WRYHpodcast at gmail.com. You got any listen to letters? We like to we like to talk about them on here. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to read them aloud. We read one last week. Did y'all not catch it? Y'all need to go listen to it. Send your listen to letters to xwrihpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget, we talk sweet shit over at Who Raised You Hoes. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Sweet Talkers Network on YouTube. It's the yes. Sweet Talkers. And that's at It's the Sweet Talkers on Instagram. Listen, you have great quality content within this network. You got another podcast, the Cookout Podcast, yes. with Chase Cassidy himself. Mm. You get over on YouTube. You got all that fucking content over there. If you like video games, you can check out Gamer One with Kyren. Yes. If you like Drag Race, bitch, you need to be checking out Drag It with Makari. But you yes. need to be checking out Chase In Your Face, Capiche. All the th- we have so much stuff. Support this very black, very gay content. Stop fucking around. And did you subscribe to Kyron's Game of One on Twitch? Have like, you? did did you? Because he's been doing big things over there. Okay, he's been streaming, playing his games. He's been giving y'all the life that y'all been needing. Listen. Okay. Get into get subscribe to the net. Do something, bitch. Get it together. It's Pride Month. That's right. Okay, go support them. Did you support a black creator today, damn it? Did you? A black queer creator at that. How about that? 
And with that being said, thank y'all so much for the tuning in to the birthday episode. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit, and we will see you hoes next week. Bye, hoes. Bye, bitch. Bye. Well, I can hold that note.